Movies and musicals on RTE Lyric FM, sponsored by IFI at Home, the new streaming service from the Irish Film Institute. Come home to film. Come home to ifihome.ie. Everybody here for the interview? What little lady made these? That is revenge. You're going to need more men. In the south of France. It is a problem, I admit. Dumbledore asked that I give you something. Save the moon, save Earth. Why are you so handsome? I may vomit with you. The hell are you supposed to be? The movie news. I'm vengeance. With Garrett Daly. Ooh, big Astoria. Good afternoon to you, Garrett. We're starting today with news of Robert Downey Jr. Tell us all. Yeah, good afternoon. So as you know, Robert Downey Jr. has played Sherlock Holmes across two Guy Ritchie-directed films. They were in 2009 and 2011. And through his production company, Team Downey, he's set to produce two different scripted series for HBO Max that's going to sort of take place in the world of those films. Now, they've been talking for a while about doing a third film in the series. And I think if they do, it's going to introduce us to a lot of new characters and that's what they're hoping will be sort of focused on in this new series. It's unclear if Downey Jr. will reprise his role as Sherlock. But you know what? If he's behind the producing of it, I could definitely see that happening. I liked and him I in the role too, did you? I did a yeah. lot. And I suppose even if it was just cameos, it would probably be enough to attract uh, you know people to the series. Mm. He's also involved in a sort of reboot of Perry Mason as well for, for TV with HBO. So a busy, busy production company in terms of, of the amount work that they're doing and he works alongside his wife Susan Downey in that company as well Mm -hmm. in terms of bringing these things to the big and small screen. All right, from Sherlock Holmes to uh, Mr. Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa, what's he up to? Well, he's liked a lot by Apple, who um, have been working with him on a series called C, and that's a post-apocalyptic drama series. Now, that's already been renewed for its third season. And I suppose because probably their numbers are doing so well, uh, they have decided to back him to lead, write and executive produce a series called Chief of War. So it's been handed a straight to series order. It's an eight episode limited series following the epic unprecedented telling of the unification and colonisation of Hawaii all from an indigenous point of view. So Momoa is writing the project and it's his first time writing for television. All right, news today too of, uh, tell us this, the, the GameStock story. The GameStock story. So this, this I suppose, was an infamous incident that happened last January. It saw the stock for the video game retailer rise over 2,500% amidst a sort of a wild flurry of volatility. It was a short squeeze fueled by Reddit organised online amateur investors. It caused a lot of problems for some hedge fund, mm. uh, hedge fund behemoths, really. This led to an internal investigation confronting issues issues in Wall Street that Manny had been rallying against for years. Now, who's going to bring it to the screen? A very good director called Craig Gillespie, who you will know from being involved in the likes of I, Tanya, most recently Pam and Tommy as well, but also directed Cruella. So a good, strong visual director. And this is going to be based, uh, it's an adaptation based on a novel called The Antisocial Network, which did deal with the entire story. So the project is going to begin shooting in the late summer or early autumn. Very good. What is J-Lo up to?
Well, J-Lo had a film coming out that was due for cinematic release and we're seeing this more and more now where streamers are kind of moving in and they're buying up the films because they need content. So the intent originally was that this movie that she was in called Shotgun Wedding was going to be released theatrically but now Amazon have swooped in and they've bought the rights for it. Now the story itself had a bit of um, a bit of mention a couple of years ago because Army Hammer was meant to play the lead role. He obviously was replaced because he made the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Uh, Josh Duhamel was uh, brought in to replace him in the film which shot in the Dominican Republic and the story portrays a couple that gathers their families for a destination wedding even even as they get cold feet. The nuptials have gone wrong, sees everyone's lives put in danger when the entire wedding party is taken hostage. So as you say, J-Lo leading the cast in this and Amazon has yet to announce when there's going to be a release date for it. All right. now we saw Joel Cohn working uh, solo uh, away from his brother on the very impressive uh, tragedy of Macbeth uh, this year. Uh, is is Ethan going solo too? He's going solo too. So maybe they just decided it was time to explore a few projects separately. Um, and he's, he's going working on a project which is currently untitled, but he's going to direct the film, which is eyeing a shoot this summer. Uh, and he wrote the script with his wife, Trisha Cook. Now, it's a sort of um, action comedy initially to be directed by Alison Anders, who made a film back in 92 called Gas Food Lodging. Now, this story centres on a party girl who takes a trip from Philadelphia to Miami with her friend. And along the way, they cruise the bars, encounter, among other obstacles, a sort of uh, a severed head in a hat box a bitter ex-girlfriend, a mystery briefcase and an evil senator. So I suppose when you put a Cone brother uh, mm, in charge of directing, <laughs> yes. those uh, those bylines that I've just read out to you all start to make a bit of sense. Okay. So That's we look forward to that one shooting this summer. Very good. That's Ethan Cohn. Now another director, Nancy Myers. Tell us all. Yeah, known for like very good kind of comedy work. She's going to write, direct and produce a new feature film for Netflix. Now, this has happened because just a couple of months ago, there was a, a Father of the Bride part three-ish kind of little short released and it did reunite. Three-ish. Yeah, that's what they called it, part three-ish. And it had Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kieran Culkin, Martin Short in it for the first time in, I suppose, 25 years. But they also brought in Robert De Niro, Florence Pugh into it as well. Yeah. And and I suppose that probably brought a bit of an attention to her. Like she did a, a Netflix movie in 2015 with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro called The Intern. Don't That's know if right. you remember I that do. one. But now she has this partnership with them and the details of the new film are scarce. So the project is described, of course it is, as an ensemble comedy, a formula which she has mastered over the years. OK, now your trailer watch uh, this afternoon is an interesting one. I remember you many moons ago telling us that Viola Davis was going to play Michelle Obama. Tell us more and we'll have I listen to a clip. Yeah, I had to do a double take watching the trailer yeah. because she's very good. Isn't she, she looks so like her. Uh, you have a very good cast here. Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. as Betty Ford, Gillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. This is basically the story of the East Wing of the White House, uh, made famous, of course, by some world-changing decisions by all the charismatic, complex and dynamic First Ladies. This is a clip, as you say, from the First Lady. They want to turn me into a black Martha Stewart. I will pick my team, choose my causes, understood? You knew what you were getting into. You kept your political dreams a secret from me. I'll be here for you. But I am going to be myself. My hands are tied. 
Don't push me off. I am your wife, not one of your girlfriends. You are the husband of a wife who has a mind and a life of her own. Oh, as you say, a really, really strong cast. Julian Anderson there uh, at the end as Eleanor Roosevelt. That's the first lady. That'll be streaming, Garrett. Yes, it'll be coming our way sort of the end of the month. So watch out for it. There's many episodes in that. So it looks yeah, really good. It does look really good. OK, let's come to new releases. A couple of nice ones to mention this week. Let's kick off with a clip from Fantastic Beast. This is uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Our war with the muggles begins today! The world as we know it is coming undone. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. Mr. Kowalski, we need you. I said I want an out and I want out. Ah! You do know I'm a witch, right? Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Yes, Gareth, that's Eddie Redmayne there at the end of that clip we heard. Uh, you, you can't beat, can you? Mads Mikkelsen as a baddie. He just does it in his sleep, but he does it really well. He does it really well. Yeah. And this is the third in the series. I mean, there's a lot of love for this. I, I suppose when it first came out with the first film, you'd wondered, was it going to continue? But yeah, it has done the business at the box office and uh, there's always fans for it. That is yeah. the thing. And good cast as well. You have Jude Law in there as well and Dan Fogler as well. So yeah, it's, it's you know, it, people like these movies. They like anything in the Harry Potter world, of course, so they're going to be drawing into it. Yeah. And I think as well, the return to cinema, you need these types of movies. Absolutely, the big, big they're, they're for the big screen. I think if you're yeah. a fan of the franchise, you'll be perfectly happy with this yeah. instalment. Uh, there are two more on the way, you know, in development. It's quite something. Look, yeah, big effects, wonderful costumes and production design. Personally, I'm not crazy about Eddie Redmayne in this particular role, if I'm honest. Um, but I love Jude Law as young Dumbledore. I think that's great casting. And as you mentioned, they're a particularly nice turn from uh, Dan Fogler and uh, Jessica Williams in there too this time. It took a while to get going for me. I think the storytelling could be a little bit tighter. But a really, really impressive score uh, by James Newton Howard, which we will take a listen to later. The one I think to really uh, see this weekend is The Outfit, Garrett. Yeah, this is a gripping and masterful thriller in which an expert tailor must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. You've got the likes of Mark Rylance in the cast here. I think you liked him in it, didn't you, Eddie? Oh, he's just so good in it. He really is. It's, it's, um, I liked this, Garrett. It's a tight crime thriller. You know, it, it doesn't... <laughs> so many movies, you've been hearing me say it of late, are far too long. This is good and tight and it keeps you with it. And another nuanced, wonderful performance from Mark Rylance. You know, it has a really theatrical feel to it. Very much a chamber piece. I was really surprised that it all takes place in the one location. If you've seen the trailer, that's where it all happens. It's a brave move and I think it worked really well. Um, Mark Ryland's playing a tailor, I have to say, because I'm the daughter of a tailor. It was quite a nostalgic watch to me. There's great attention to detail, great costumes, enough twists and turns to, to keep the viewer interested. It, it might have gone just a step too far in the finale, but we'll forgive it that. It's a, it's a compelling watch and a lovely jazzy score from Alexandre Desplat. That's another one we're checking out later. Uh, of course, we have Coda on the big screen, which is, which is great. Yeah, oh, you've just sold the outfit to me. Sorry. So that's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, we do. So obviously the Oscar winner, if you want to get a chance to see it, it has been released uh, in various cinemas on the big screen as well. So yeah. uh, big, big win. You know, one in three categories at the Oscars. And so overshadowed by we... other, everything else that happens. I think it's a shame yeah, it really didn't get the attention it. So... it deserved. It's, it's fantastic that it did so well. 
Yeah, uh, so it's a good chance for people to catch it, as I said, on the big screen. We've also got compartment number six as well. This is a Finnish student and an uncouth minor uh, slowly forge a hesitant connection when, they throw together, when they're thrown together in a cramped train quarters on a journey across Russia. And just to mention as well, the IFI will show a new retrospective season dedicated to Hollywood legend Catherine Hepburn Lovely. from uh, the 9th to the 30th of April. Um, they're going to offer audiences the chance to watch such classics as the Philadelphia story suddenly last summer and the line in the winter all on the big screen. Very good indeed. What about a TV movie for us, Garrett? A good one, actually. I liked this movie a lot. It's set in early 18th century England. A sort of sickly Queen Anne occupies the throne while her close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country. And when a new servant, Abigail, arrives, Sarah is won over by her charm. Jorgis Lanthimos directs this Mm. multi sort of BAFTA winning film and an Oscar winning Olivia Colman starring in it alongside Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. It's called The Favourite. It's a good movie. Mm. It's on Channel 4 tonight at Quarter past nine. Oh, lovely. I hadn't spotted that one. I'd love to see that again, actually. The favourite and Channel 4 at 9.15 tonight. Gareth, thanks a million. Thanks, Aideen.